Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today, we're talking all about the three different types of leads in your business and why it's important that you don't approach them the exact same way in order to see more clients, more customers, and more sales coming through the door. Now, this is going to be really quite specific and related to lead generation. Now, if you missed our previous episode where we talked about why lead generation is actually a sales problem, I want you to go back and listen to that episode. It'll be linked up in the show notes below for you. But today we're actually going to dissect the different types of leads that you're going to hear us talk about, or you probably have heard me mention in the past, which is hot, warm, and cold. Okay, hot, warm and cold. And we're going to start with hot because truthfully, that is usually the smallest percentage of your market. On average, you're going to have about 3% of the total number of people that you are talking to about your products and services that are in this hot category. Hot leads or hot deals are ones that are about to imminently close, meaning that the person that you are speaking to, the person who is in your sales funnel or in your sales process is ready to buy. It is imminent. It is like a done deal. Now, back from my corporate days, nothing was a done deal until we had signed documents like a signature on the dotted line. So it really is going to depend on how your company, how your business decides designate what hot leads are. But by and large, by industry standards, if you're hearing us talk about hot leads, it is because that person is ready to buy. They are about to pull the trigger. Now, again, only about 3% of your entire market is in this category. And that means the other 97% are sitting in, you guessed it, warm or cold warm or cold. So we're going to talk about uh, the actual marketing processes that need to follow in line with each of these three different types of leads. We'll talk about that in another episode because I want to keep this fairly short, fairly tight, really, really concise to really helping you understand the difference between what a hot lead is, what a warm lead is, and what a cold lead is. So Thinking about that, a hot lead is somebody who has expressed interest, and and this is not about how long it takes, because some people will come into your ecosystem already ready and willing to buy. They are actively seeking for a solution that will solve the problem that they are struggling with. And so don't mistake the fact that somebody is hot, meaning that they have been around you for a long time. In fact, I have somebody go from just knowing about me to purchasing a high ticket, a premium service with me within, I think the shortest amount of time that I've had right now is four days. It's four days from never having heard about me. They didn't even know me from boo to signing up and becoming a VIP consulting client. Now, why was that? Because 
they were ready to buy. They desperately were already seeking the solution. So usually these folks are problem aware, they are solution aware, and they are uh, product aware, right? Meaning that the, the exact thing that you offer is something that they are already committed to and saying yes to. So when we have all three of those crossed off, so problem aware, solution aware, and product aware, okay? And I'm using product interchangeably with service. So it's the exact thing that you're selling then those people are the ones that are most likely to say yes, or they have already said yes, and you're just waiting for the final com components of the engagement, the commitment, the contract, the agreement, whatever it is in order to get them to cross over to becoming the final paying customer, okay? So hot, again, they're ready and willing to buy. They have the ability to pay you. Warm, then, is somebody who typically is going to fall in the largest bucket that we actually care about as business owners, as sales professionals. Your warm category are people who now know about you. They know who you are. They think that you might have an answer for them, but they're not yet ready to buy. Now, this could be for a number of reasons, but the most common is just that they are maybe not even aware that they have a problem that you can solve in the first place, or they're just not ready to pull the trigger, meaning that there's a timing issue, there's a money issue, there may be a, a priority issue, like some, something else is going on in their life, in their business, in their health, in their wealth, in their relationships. So whatever the area of focus is for you, that prevents them be, from being able to easily say yes right here and right now. Okay. And so I want you to inc be encouraged to know that just because people are not yet ready to buy, that's not a bad thing. Okay. In fact, the, remember 3% are hot. So the bulk are going to fall into this warm or cold category and warm is better than cold. Warm is better than cold because warm people have self-identified in some way they have said, I'm interested. So you don't have to feel like you're chasing after them. They have somewhere in your sales process put up their hand. So when clients come to me complaining that they feel like they're chasing after people, it's usually because you're going after the wrong lead. You're going after cold leads instead of this warm market. So how do you identify people who are in the warm market? Well, essentially, they are starting to engage with you or follow you or join your email list, right? So they're following you on social media. They're engaging with your content. They're reaching out to you in some way. They're sending you messages or emails. They have joined your email list. They have opted in for the things that you are producing and putting out there. Yes, this is even for our content uh, or our product specific markets. So when people are subscribed, when they have opted in to, for communication to stay connected to you, it means that they have self-identified and as a result, they are now part of your warm leads, your warm market, the people who have said, I want to hear from you. And guess what ends up happening? Too often, we have these warm people, and we're constantly looking for more and more and more people. But we actually haven't talked to the people who are in our warm leads category. So what I want you to consider is that the, the thing that we need to do with our warm leads is just remember that they have volunteered. They have put up their hand to say, I want to hear from you. I am interested in you or your product or your service. I may have the problem that I think you can solve. And so if that's the case, it is incumbent upon us as the expert to engage with them, to communicate with them, to again, 
remember that these three categories of leads, we are trying to identify the next 3% that will come out of that warm pool or the cold pool, but really, truly, it's coming from our warm market, and to say who's ready to buy. And when you are ready to buy, when you are problem aware, solution aware, and product aware, that you choose to do business with me not with my competitor and not with somebody else because they have done a better job of servicing you, of communicating with you, of being able to stay connected to you. And I'm going to tell you that from my days back in corporate, just this simple way, and we'll, we'll dive in deeper in an upcoming episode, I promise you, but just staying connected with folks who were in my warm market, I had people that as soon as something came up, they would call me, they would email me and say, okay, Susan, we're ready. Let's do it. And it wasn't because I was trying to sell them. It was because I stayed consistent and recognized that they weren't just dead to me because they didn't decide to buy within seven days of meeting me. It was because I knew that this game of business and really mastering the sales game is about the long game. It is about a marathon and not just a sprint. And yes, we can have quick bursts, right? We can have quick bursts of sales. Uh, I, uh, I wanted to give a shout out um, because one of my clients just shared with me that he had has had the most amazing start to 2021. So depending on when you're listening to this, this was recorded uh, closer to the, the beginning of 2021. And already within just a few short days into the month, he is already on track to exceed what he would normally have done in uh, 2020. So his year over year growth has been tremendous. And again, he is in a marathon, but he also has these short bursts of accelerated growth, accelerated sales. And he has seen, gosh, I think it's multiple six-figure growth, uh, multiple six-figure sales and a huge amount of growth from the year before to this year in hours, in days, right? But that was not because he did it overnight. It was because he has remained consistent to servicing and serving his community. And that has happened the entire time that he's been in business. It's been for years now, right? It's been for years and it's been built off of skills that he has taken the time to create and cultivate now for well over a decade. And so I want to encourage you and help you to just stay steadfast and remain committed to the fact that these are people that have put up their hand to say, I want to build a relationship with you and I want to stay connected to you. So don't be afraid to make sure that you encourage and nudge them over into that hat, the hot category when the time is appropriate for them. So if we look at the last batch, right, our cold leads. Now, what the heck what, where are these people and, and why do we care so much about them? Well, this is where marketing really wants us to put our attention and our focus is to really go after this cold, cold market. And while there is some truth to that, right, we need to have enough new blood in order to make sure that our businesses stay uh, relevant and that they continue to grow. But I actually am going to say you need way fewer cold leads than you think you do. If you focus on hot leads, if you focus on warm leads before you focus on your cold leads, you actually need to do a lot less with cold marketing and cold strategies than you would think. Now, the cold market, the cold leads are exactly what they sound like. They don't know you. They are not aware of you. They may have an awareness of the problem. They may know what they're dealing with. 
And so when you start talking to them, you may stand out and resonate with them because they're actually thinking about what it is that you're talking about. So there needs to be some relevance to that market. You can't just go to like a high school gym and start talking about uh, finger painting, right? As an example, that would just be such an off topic conversation that it wouldn't make sense to that audience at all. What I'm talking about is cold leads who have the problem that you solve, but yet are unknown to you, whether it's because they don't know about your brand, your authority, your expertise, or because you don't know that they exist yet. Maybe you're tapping into a brand new uh, marketplace, meaning that you're going into a new platform, right? Maybe you're, you're doing a joint venture with somebody, and these are folks who are yet unknown to you, both from an audience standpoint, as well as you as an, as an authority standpoint. The core thing here, in order for your cold leads and your cold efforts to be still targeted and not feel like you're just throwing spaghetti against the wall or just random darts trying to hit the bullseye, is that the through line, the main core theme needs to be that they have the same problem that you are here to solve. You have the same problem that you are here to solve. And if they don't, they're the wrong cold leads. So it would be like you putting on your fishing rod uh, bait for salmon. So I, I live in the Pacific Northwest. The salmon season is very for a very short period of time. And if you wanted to fish outside of that season, you wouldn't find them. And if you tried to find them with the wrong kind of bait, you wouldn't find them either. Right? And so it's really important that when we go after these colder markets and these colder leads that we take into account, what are we fishing for and where are we fishing for them? And what are we saying in order to have them become warm leads to us? Because really that's where the magic starts to happen. We don't want to spend so much time and effort going after cold leads that aren't going to convert into warm leads. The whole point of this is that they're going to move through our sales process such that that they go from cold to warm, from warm to hot, because that's where they become loyal, repeat, raving fans and customers. And so if you are using the wrong mechanism or the wrong marketing message or gone to the wrong people that those cold leads are in and you are trying to convert them, you're going to find that your efforts fall flat. And that's what I see over and over again is that we kind of do a spray and pray method and we hope that all cold leads are created equal when they're not. And it's really, it's really critical that as a business owner, you practice judgment and discernment around how do I help these folks? And am I helping the right people? And that your core focus is around problem solving, because this is what people pay for. It doesn't matter how much you are charging or how little you're charging. The core of the thing is that if somebody has a problem that you solve, they will pay for it. How big a problem is how big the solution and how big the check. Now, again, I don't know what you're selling. I don't know if you're a product-based business, a service-based business. I know that most of my clients are service experts. They often do develop products in order to support their business in lots of different areas. And so if this is you right now, I want you to really evaluate the difference between your hot leads, your warm leads, and your cold leads.
This is overlaid on top of your sales process and it follows in conjunction with the typical sales funnel. Okay, the whole sales funnel approach is designed to attract and convert those cold leads and become warm leads and into hot leads or paying customers. So if there is a breakdown in the process simply because you just don't have enough leads coming through the door, because again, 3% will become customers on average. 3% are the ones that are ready and willing to buy. And unless you are constantly going to a ready and willing fishing pond that has people who are just like, take my money, take my money, take my money, which the vast majority of us aren't in those places and we're not surrounded by those folks, then we need to make sure that our mechanisms in our business, our systems are set up in order to move people through this process as seamlessly as possible in a way that is congruent to how you wanna do business, that is aligned to your values, that is aligned to the customer journey, and that makes the most sense for how you wanna convert those potential customers into paying customers, okay? So this was a whole bunch of information to help you to identify where your, where your market is right now. Where is your hottest opportunity? Making sure that you don't miss out on immediate sales, making sure that you understand that your warm market is your biggest opportunity to continue to nurture and build those relationships and stay connected. And that you want to fish in the right cold markets in the right cold leads so that you can get more people to become interested in what you have to offer. Okay, so we talked all about uh, the difference, right? The key differences between these three different categories of leads that you might have in your business. In today's episode, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper, go one layer more and talk about how to market differently in order to maximize those opportunities because you can't market the same way to a hot lead as you are going to to a warm lead or to a cold lead. So with that being said, let's dive right in. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Uh, we're going to actually start with the cold leads here in terms of your marketing efforts, because typically this is where you start your funnel. You start your content and your funnel activities around how to market to a cold audience, because most of the time that is our biggest, broadest audience. And so we really want to cast the, the net as wide as possible with, within context, because I still want you to be inside of your particular niche. But that being said, we need to start with attracting them, right? We need to create some awareness. And so the model that I'm going to get you to follow for our cold leads, tried, tested, and true, it's uh, ADA, A-I-D-A, which stands for awareness, interest, desire, and action. Because remember, people go from going into a, uh, becoming a cold lead to a warm lead by activating by saying, I'm interested. And so typically they will opt in or they will, um, they will self-select to say, I want to keep moving in the sales process with you. And so they go from being just an innocent bystander, somebody who's lurking on the sidelines to now being actively engaged with your content and typically taking the first step to self-identify and get on your radar. For most of our intents and purposes, as we go through this conversation, we're going to talk about warm leads as somebody who has opted in into your ecosystem, your email list. So that's going to be our primary point of reference, okay? So when we're talking about our cold leads, our cold market, 
we really are talking more about content marketing. Now, here's the thing. Content marketing can be used for your cold leads, your warm leads, and also your hot leads. But where we really want to identify for your cold leads is really about this awareness and interest and desire piece, right? So first, we have to talk about your brand recognition, like the awareness of the product, the problem, and your solution. And so you need to do a really good job of talking about the problems that you solve, talking about the problems that your ideal clients can identify themselves with, because that is what's going to capture their attention. Because at this stage, they don't know anything about you. They have no awareness of your brand or even your product. And so talking about your specific brand, your brand story or your product itself may or may not make a lot of sense right out of the gate. Now, as a warm market, absolutely, that's a different story. But I want you to think about right now for your cold leads, they really just want to have an awareness that somebody out there knows about the problem that they're struggling with. And that is really what's going to captivate them and start to interest them into engaging with you in your content. So when we move from that awareness phase to the interest section here where we're talking more about what is of interest to them, it's really helping them to understand and identify and to appreciate why they're struggling with this problem and to give them context around what it is that this problem is being situated into. So when we think about that, it's really important for you to have a really in-depth knowledge about what the effect is of them struggling with this problem in the first place. And when you give them that context, when you're able to paint the picture of what it's like to continue to live day in and day out, having that same problem keep going on, this is when you start to stand out and they start to have a desire for what it is that you're talking about, which is your solution. And as you're starting to engage with them and and create that desire, you create that interest, and now you're elevating yourself as a thought leader in the very topic that you're speaking about. If you have structured this correctly, then the action item is really designed to get them to move into a warm lead, to opt in, to engage with you, to get onto your email list. So really your marketing efforts focused on your cold audience is primarily going to be the plethora of content marketing that you put out there. So whether it's a written blog post, a podcast like this, uh, an audio series, uh, YouTube, other types of video that you're using on your social media platforms. So it's really about the kind of like a billboard, right? Like the billboard approach of how are you capturing people's attention such that they immediately know what it is that you're talking about and that it's important to them. When we're talking now about our warm leads and the marketing that makes the most sense for them in order for you to maximize those opportunities. And again, this is about moving people from cold to warm and then warm to hot with, remember that the definition of a hot lead for our purposes today is a hot lead is somebody who is ready to buy or has made the purchase. Like they are ready to sign on the dotted line. They're about to make the click or they have, they're very likely to purchase from you. So they are like 99% of the way there. Sometimes uh, we could also call them like they're a paying customer as a hot lead because they could be leads for other services, other products that you may be selling to them. A current buyer or past buyer is way more likely to buy from you again than 
if you were to have to go through the rabbit hole of remember, like this is a whole process of taking people from cold to warm and then warm to hot. So what do we do with these warm folks, right? These warm leads. Well, the warm people have already gone through the ADA model. Now, here's the thing with the ADA model. ADA works across all three categories because they are at a different level of awareness interest, desire, and action. We are going to encourage them to take different actions because they're in the warm category, right? Instead of just opting in for our list to get one step closer in our sales process, at this point, we are now engaging them in your sales process. We are moving them closer to making the purchase with you. So this stage of the game, your marketing efforts is all about nurturing the relationship because guess what? You finally have a relationship started. They basically said, yes, I'm going to give you my phone number or the equivalent of that, right? In today's day and age, um, their email address. And depending on how you've set up your email collection, you may also have collected their phone number. So if that is the case, really you have contact, like you have made contact. And as a result, you have a way to engage with them, to converse with them, to actually have a dialogue with them. And that is the starting spot for a real genuine relationship. So here, what I want you to do is continue to speak to the pain points. Now, back when I was in corporate, we used to call these moments of truth. And I still teach that to this day because there's going to be key moments of truth as to why people actually will buy from you. What is it that is going to change in their life that creates that like come to Jesus moment where they have to have a, a real life conversation with themselves to say self, I either got to do this or I got to do this, right? So when I think about uh, some of the things that uh, impacted my clients in the past, it would be things like um, having a failed launch in their business right? It would be not being able to see the results from having hundreds of sales calls and realizing that they were leaving not only money on the table, but they, they were feeling so de deflected because there were so many conversations of so many people that they could help. And yet they were consistently hearing no and not knowing what to do about it. When I think back to my corporate days, it would be things like people getting married because I was dealing with personal finances and business finances. But on the personal side, anytime there's a transition, a major life transition, if they went away to school, if they got married, if they were about to purchase their first home, if they were about to have a child, these were all moments of truth because it had a direct impact to their financial life. And as a result, it could mean that I would either gain more business or I could lose business. So I really had to be on top of those moments of truth that could impact a triggering event for my clients. And so I would encourage you right now to really think about what are some triggering events? What are some moments of truth that you need to have some dialogue around in order to make sure that you are consistently communicating and connecting to build relationships with your clients and potential clients when they need you the most, when they might not be expecting to purchase from you, but they are really at a cross a crossroads, right? They're trying to decide what they should be doing in that moment to go left or, or to go right. And you could be the guiding influence and the voice of reason that helps them move through that with a lot more ease and grace. So 
the key thing here is that you can't just all of a sudden decide to, you know, pour out over people or promote, promote, promote only when it's time to sell. Because that is not something that allows you to nurture relationships with your warm leads. That is not an effective way to market, and it doesn't help you to maximize your opportunities. People remember how you made them feel, and they remember when you don't show up consistently. Because what I want you to consider is that you now have a relationship with these folks. And so really think thoughtfully about what is the consistent and regular contact that you could make with people to share and to hear back from them because it needs to be a bit of a two-way street here. Yes, you're going to be the one that's going to be uh, doing most of the talking, but if you are able to be authentic and vulnerable and just real with the people that you're connected to, you're going to get responses back. And that's really the biggest, biggest benefit that you're going to get out of this is that it's going to enhance your experience as a business owner as well. And it's going to allow you to deepen the relationships that you have with the people that you're here to serve. Now, what I want you to think about is that your content, again, is not just about making people feel good. It's about identifying those folks who are ready to move to the next step. Because remember, our ADA model is all about awareness, interest, desire, and action, right? And so we need to keep moving people forward and we still need to stay connected to those who are not yet ready to move forward. So this is about making sure that you have some tailored content, that it is specific to the people that are ready to move forward without making those who aren't ready to purchase yet feel like they don't matter. So create some urgency in the content in your calls to action. Make sure that you're really speaking to the desires that your ideal clients would have once they have your product or services in place. Really continue to speak to those pain points, the ones that you know are going to trigger them to buy, and I want you to encourage them to take action. Just train them to take action because the more that you can do that, the easier it becomes for them to actually take action when it comes time for them to buy. And if you encourage them to do this all along in small and big ways, it allows you to get into a bit of a rhythm with them. Now, you can always create some incentives. You can always do demo, like demonstrations or demos, depending on the, the nature of the type of business that you own. So if you're a software company or a um a, you know, sometimes a product-based company where people need to try it before they buy it. These are great ways to be able to show people how you work, how your products work. And so don't be afraid to invite people to jump on the phone with you and to reach out and communicate with them in a more meaningful, deeper way, uh, because the information that you learn from those potential clients is invaluable, more valuable than I would say any other single-handed activity that you would be focusing on in your marketing efforts. Now, with that being said, right, all of these activities are really designed to push people that are ready to buy into that buyer's category, which is our hot leads. So how do we market to people who are already committed? They've already said, yes, I'm interested in buying and basically have nothing left to do except to sign on the dotted line that for whatever reason, you know, they've booked the call or they've had the call with you. They need to maybe uh, get their finances in order or get um, another signature from a decision maker. Something has just created a little bit of a gap between 
the yes and the 100% commitment. So those are our hot leads, right? So I'm going to say that that for most of us, that's going to be few and far between because we're going to just fly from warm lead to hot lead to paying customer, right? So there's going to be a smaller subset, and we'd already talked about it before, that there's about 3% that would fit into this hot lead category at any given time. Now, here's the thing. You can't count your, your chickens before they're hatched. That is a saying for a reason, because I think sometimes we prematurely count on business without having contracts or agreements or cash in hand. I don't want you to do this. I want you to always be prepared. And that means it ain't over until it's over. So how do you market to your hot leads to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks? I think too often we end up taking our paying clients or about to be paying clients for granted, meaning that we don't finish the full end-to-end sales process. And for me, the sales process actually doesn't end once the contract is received because we need to make sure that we deliver what it is that we just promised our paying clients. So when we come to this stage of the game, and really at all stages, but it gets really hyped up at this hot leads category is that the risk of making a bad decision goes up. Now you would think at this point, it would probably go down, but I'm gonna tell you that buyer's remorse is a real thing. That confirmation bias is also a real thing. So confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports one's prior beliefs or values. And it means that people tend to unconsciously select information that supports their views, but ignore those that contradict it. So what that means for us, friend, is that when people are committed, they are actively seeking more information or confirming information that supports the fact that they made the right choice. And that means that you have an amazing opportunity to make sure that that sale is signed, sealed, delivered all the way to the end by reassuring your potential customers to make sure that the reason they say yes is the reason they still say yes. Because again, It's not over until it's over. So in this particular situation with our hot leads, where there's a bit of a gap between them saying yes and then the commitment being completed, that you have to prevent buyer's remorse. You have to prevent them from learning new information that might cause conflict with their original yes. And you have to make sure that you basically remind them of the pain points the main reason why they were deciding to move forward with you. This allows us to reassure them, to make sure that that confirmation bias allows them to feel good about the decision that they've made and to not seek anything else that might cause dissonance or friction, right? That it it will pull them out of that kind of honeymoon phase with you. So the best way to do this is to ensure two things. Number one, that you are seamless in your service, that what you say is going to happen actually happens. Because guess what happens? If something goes out of whack here before they actually are moving forward and working with you, it immediately increases the risk. It immediately puts an on guard and it immediately causes 
cognitive dissonance, meaning that that confirmation bias is like, like something's happening here. And as a result, it means that they go then searching for information to make sure that nothing is wrong. They, it starts to rock the boat. And so the more smoothly you can execute the pathway for them, the easier it is going to be. So make sure that you're onboarding as you communicate what's going to happen next, that you communicate this as the leader in the transaction and the interaction. The second part is that you need to continue to future pace your prospective clients. This means that you need to be able to tell them what happens in the future once they actually are completed the transaction with you. Like once they are paying client, what can they expect? What are some of the outcomes? What are some of the results? What's the transformation? And you need your marketing to confirm that for them. Because again, this is what they want. This is why they're buying. This is why they've said yes. And reminding them of this reminds them again that they have made a good decision. It confirms their bias. It reduces buyer's remorse. It reduces risk sharing testimonials or, or social proof of people who are similar to them. Again, a lot of people don't do this. They just think that, oh my gosh, it's just done. But here's the thing, you have to constantly resell your clients that the decision that they made is correct because every time something goes wrong, their neck is on the line and they're thinking, maybe I shouldn't have done this because doing new things pushes outside of our comfort zone and it is a change in behavior. And it takes a lot more to nudge us in that direction than it does to stay in the status quo. And as a result, you wanna make sure that you uh, come up to support them, that you reduce the amount of risk that it takes for them to keep moving forward with you. And the better supported they are, the more that you can prove that they have made the right decision with your marketing, even at this stage in the game, even after they have continued to work with you, because that makes it a lot easier for them to continue to say yes to you. Now, that's notwithstanding them obviously getting the results that they want. That is of utmost importance. And so I'm just assuming that because you're listening to this, that you execute with excellence and that you produce phenomenal results for yourself and your clients. And if that's not the case, then you need to do some work there, right? But assuming that, then you need to make sure that you share that with your clients, that you remind them of that, and then you remind them of all the wonderful things that they agreed to and that they will continue to, to receive if they keep doing the work and they keep moving forward in the commitment with you. And that's how you make sure that you get repeat clients, that you renew and resell clients into other offers and programs that are the most appropriate for them. So you can see here that you can't use a blanket approach to your marketing efforts or your sales process based on where people are in their journey with you. We can't treat a cold lead the same as we would a hot lead. It definitely can work, but it it won't work the same way. That's 100%. And we can't treat a hot lead the same way that we would treat a warm lead. Because again, you can see that some of these subtle nuances may or may not work as well. Now, again, you're probably wondering, well, I'm just 
myself, or I have a really small team, Susan, how do I go about doing this without making things overly, overly complicated? Well, I'm going to tell you that because the bulk of the people, once they have opted into your email list, are going to be in that warm category. If you focus your efforts on your, your warm, and really your hot leads are going to be a smaller component of the total number of people that you're ever going to be exposed to. So for me, for prioritization, it's always about putting your arms around your hottest leads, your paying customers, and the, the customers that have worked with you in the past. That is the most important. And then your circle of influence will grow out from there, right? So then we work, start worrying about your warm leads and the people who are most likely to buy. And then it keeps going out from there towards your colder market. And if you do that, and only as you gain more confidence and knowledge and really uh, information about your market and what they respond to, then as your business grows, as your team grows, you can start adding in more layers. But really and truly keep it as simple as possible because a well-executed marketing campaign or strategy is going to get you 10 times the results as doing 10 different marketing campaigns that are really just half done, okay? So again, today's episode was not to make you feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I have to do now. It's about helping you to identify where you are in your own sales process and how your marketing efforts can help support you in growing and maximizing those opportunities so that you can get more clients and more sales. And with that, I'm going to invite you to come on over to Sales Mastery Society. If you want a little bit more hand-holding to make sure that you know exactly what to say, when to say it, and how to say it with people who are already connected to you so that you can increase those conversions without having to spend a lot more time, effort, and yes, even more cash because clients come to me all the time after they've spent thousands of dollars on marketing campaigns that aren't quite working. And it's because they haven't been able to figure out how to master this conversation piece. I'm going to invite you to come and join us over in Sales Mastery Society. It's my inner circle for the top 1% that are looking to excel in their sales skills and to finally master what it's like to be able to negotiate their sales and to be able to close with more ease and to be able to have conversations that really deeply connect and resonate with their audience. Uh, SalesMasterySociety.com is where you're going to be able to find all the information and details. If you have any questions at all, feel free to please shoot me a DM on Instagram or an email info at SusanMcVeigh.com. And with that, we will talk to you over in the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.